that's that's a big hodgepodge and a lot of it's going to depend on you know again where is it located what is around it is it rural is it you know in, in a developed area you know that type of thing and you know what is what is the seller asking for the property so you got to take all those things in consideration and look at it but you know trying to put an rv park and self-storage and then other housing and all that that's not necessarily going to work depending on where it's at and how it's laid out and all that you know but it could yeah you, you know you just have to kind of look at that and again if you put an RV park there, are people going to want to go there? And why would they go there? What other demand drivers are in the market? Is there a lake nearby, rivers, you know, hiking, yeah. resort, you know, amusement park? You know, what's going to bring people there? They're going to want to, you know, place an RV there. Or is he just talking about cheap, you know, mobile home park living because you can't get a mobile home park approved, you know? And then yeah. you've got rules for an RV park in terms of how long they can park there and stay there. So, you know, those, those are the things you got to think about from feasibility. Do you control the land now or is it actively for sale or is this like a, you know, off market? No. It oh, okay. So talk to some brokers, you know, so brokers in the area, commercial brokers that represent, you know, different types of things can kind of give you an idea, you know, of, of what would be appropriate there, um, mm -hmm. you know, in, in that location, that area. But yeah, feasibility studies can get expensive, especially on something like that, because you've just got so many variables. Uh, and then, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to, again, they're going to look at, what are the demand drivers? You know, what's in the market? What's surrounding it? What's bringing people to the area? Jobs, entertainment, uh, and then, you know, general, you know, neighborhood demographic services like grocery stores, retailers, you know, things like that. You know, what's going what's gonna to generate the interest from somebody to either live there, visit there, you know, and that kind of thing. And storage can be a good use if you've got, you know, lots of rooftops around that and there's no, you know, no, none or limited storage in the area to service it. So, I mean, that's what these companies really do is they go into and they start, you know, looking at those factors and researching that. A lot of that goes back to, you know, property database, you know, things like that that you can get on Google and things. And they just put them in nice fancy reports and they call brokers and property management companies and they'll get an appraiser to come in, which, by the way, you can hire an appraiser to do a feasibility study for you, too. Um, okay. you know, kind of a higher, highest and best use. A lot of times, you know, a C or a, uh, not a CCIM, but a... Um, MAI appraiser, you know, can give you a, a feasibility study for, you know, a lot less than what a, a firm would charge you to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, so it depends on what the use is. So generally traffic count for retail, they're going to want what's going by that can pull into my, you know, just pull right off the road into my parking lot. But if you're mm -hmm. a storage facility or an industrial park, then highway traffic's or a hotel, you know, highway traffic's fine or, a, you know, gas station, something like that. If they can see it and pull off quickly. You know, that's okay. But if you're impulse retail, they generally will, you know, are going to want roadside access, you know, right there instantly. That's personal. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have that strategy and their whole goal is they don't want to sell anything. And I mean, when you're leasing land, you've got nothing to do. You're just collecting money. It's an annuity. So if you're in a position where you don't need the, the chunks as they come in and you just want annuity type income, those can be great, you know, assets. And, you know, classic example would be billboards, right? A lot of times people own the dirt and they lease that to a billboard company. Uh, some people own the billboards too, and that's a good business, you know, by the way. But yeah, the downside to a land lease is if you get a tenant that goes out of business, well, then you're stuck with that thing on your property. Uh, and, you know, somebody else hopefully can come in and use it or redevelop it or renovate it. But if not, you know, ultimately it's got to get tore down, you know, somehow by someone. Uh, but generally that's going to be on whoever the next use is. But yeah, land leases can be a great deal, especially if you have the right tenant, you know, like a Chick-fil-A or, you know, Walgreens, CVS, you know, companies like that. 